Hello, you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name is Colin on the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. This is my last podcast for the year. It is. It is. This is uh, your last chance to pull level in the quiz that we're going to do uh, at the end. Yes, indeed. Because you're, you're abandoning me for the uh, the Star Wars episode. As, I am, because I'm going to Sri Lanka. Are you going to Sri Lanka? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And as always, yeah, I don't care enough for Star Wars to take part. And besides, James has is far more superior knowledge on Star Wars than I do. James, James is Captain Star Wars. That's that's the nickname that I just made up for him. Um, Why is he joining us, though? Well, he says he says he's up for. He says it will be epic. All I need to do is pin down when we're actually going to do it, which is proving more difficult than I thought it would. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure we'll get there. We're planning to record about the day after it comes out, so both can have to be fairly. Uh, Really eager at the cinema. Well, last year I used to had so many Christmas jokes. Oh yes, I remember you, you're interspersing with Christmas jokes. You got, yeah. You got any Advent Sunday jokes? No. Cool. Uh, in today's <laughs> uh, today's podcast, we are talking about robots in film. Um, we are talking about the films of Dustin Hoffman. We are doing a quiz on Shrek. We are doing other things and much, much more. Which much, is much more. Probably in the other things bit. Uh, I just scrolling up and down my Word document. I thought, no, I'll leave that as a surprise for the listener when it, when we get there. It's going to be exciting, whatever that might be. Uh, we start with news, Sijan. Um So, I actually watched uh, Murder on the Orient Express the other day. Oh, yes. A couple of days ago. I'm just saying that as part of the news, because I'm not going to mention it in the to C or not to Z, because you mentioned it already anyway. That's true. Um, yeah, it was okay. I like the book more. There you go. Big big news is the Sijan <laughs> went to the cinema. That's weird. That, but that, I didn't get picked up by Empire Magazine. <laughs> we're, we're, I wonder why. It's like big news. Yeah. But there's a sequel underway, apparently. Is there really? Because I know they were talking yeah. about talking about uh, maybe doing Death on the Nile. Yeah, um, Michael Green has been hired again to pen the screenplay. Okay. Uh, but no deal has been struck as of yet for Kenneth Branagh to return. You think this could be my opportunity? Uh, no. What? But, wow. <laughs> Wow, crushing, why? crushing my dreams. Well, someone needs to be realistic here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Kenneth Branagh is currently busy shooting Artemis Fowl for Disney. Oh, is he really? Mm. Yeah, which I'm surprised about. I didn't know there was an Artemis Fowl film coming I, out. I had no idea. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, who knows? We won't see his famous moustache anytime soon. One, one of my list of things to do before I turn 40 uh, is yep. to read... 75% of the BBC's 100 greatest books, that big read. And yes. Artemis Fowl is on that list, so I, I've bought, bought a copy of Artemis Fowl. It's ready to go. Have you not read Artemis Fowl yet? I have never read Artemis Fowl. It's not bad. It's quite an easy read, so I'm pretty sure you can get it over with in one day. Well, like I say, a few of the kids' books on there I'm quite pleased with because I can just tick some off. There's some of them. How, many, how many of them have you read? Well, I'd, I'd already read 35 before I started. I think I read about four more, so it's um, about three and a half. So it's... Slow progress, but you know I'll get there. But yeah, I can it's just take off, take off a bunch of Jacqueline Wilson books in a in a week. Be fine. Yeah. Jude Law news. He's in talks. Um, possibly confirmed. I'm not sure to appear in Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, yep. As Marvel. Captain Marvel to you. Yeah. So I, I don't really know the Captain Marvel um, characters as it turned out. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, so Captain Marvel, as played by Brie Larson. Whose real name That's, is uh, Car? No, it's Cara Danvers. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. No relation to Cara Danvers. No, Captain Marvel is his real name. Yes, I think. And she copies his name, but changes it a bit. Is that as tribute? Yeah, I think basically. So Captain Marvel in the comic books is a Kree. Yep. Which is an alien. Uh, a um, shape-shifting alien. That's that's. What, is that right? No, th- those are the Skrulls. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the Kree are an alien species who have this ongoing battle with the Skrulls. And the reason why he is such a big deal in Carol Danvers' um, history is because um, Carol, uh, Carol Danvers got her powers from Captain Marvel okay. in the comic books. Um, I think there was some kind of like explosion or radiation that leaked from him or some, some versions that he okay. transferred his powers to her, basically. So she has essentially the power of Captain Marvel. Well, there you that's go. why he's important in Hill history. Big uh, blockbuster days for Jude Law. He's he's playing Dumbledore, and now he's playing Captain Marvel. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him for a while now since the Sherlock Holmes days. So no, I can't think of the last thing I saw him in. What was either. Um, what else you got? You like Annie Blyton, Colin? Uh, I certainly used to like Annie Blyton. Yeah, you grew up with her. I grew up with her. 
Yes, Famous Five, Secret Seven, Five yeah. Finders, uh, all classic stuff. And my favorite books from Any of Blyton. Oh yeah. The book series is The Magic Faraway Tree. Well, good news for you. They're making films of them. I'm just going to poach your news story. <laughs> Stop poaching it. Um, okay, so uh, do we know any more? Uh, so Simon Farnaby, the co-writer of Paddington 2, oh, yeah. is penning the screenplay for the film. Okay. Yeah, so, and for those who don't know who the Magic Faraway Tree is, it's basically the tale of a tree, a giant tree in an enchanted forest where yeah. there's a different land that passes by quite regularly in the clouds. Yeah. You can go to those lands. Like at the top of the tree and go to with with Saucepan Man and Moonface. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a squirrel or something, isn't there? There's a pixie, yeah, and there are names that people don't name their kids now anymore because well, like, of like Moonface. Uh, or Dick <laughs> and Fanny. Okay, right, yes. Those are the original kids' names, so I doubt. Rick and Johnny. There we go. So- yeah, solved it. That will do. <laughs> but I did like that. I did like the. The books. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones, and I'm surprised they can put in a film rather than like a TV series. Hmm. It's, it's live action, I guess. Was, was I used to? I can never remember. The, was Moonface? Was his was his face a crescent moon or was it a, a full moon? A full moon, and he used to have a slippery slide in the. He did classic slippery uh, which, slide. Yeah. Which you can take the cushion and slide down, which was brilliant. I thought I was like, that's the best thing yeah, ever. I, I wish I had one in my house. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a round room, didn't he? All his, all his all his furniture was round to fit in the room. He did have a round room, yes. And there was a there was a woman who was washing her clothes at the top of the tree. Dame Washalot. Good name. And there's a there's a guy who doesn't have a name. I can't remember. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, there you I go. Really like the we look forward to that. Well, I obviously, won't watch it, but I'm sure that, that some will. The reason that we haven't heard from Jude Law much is he's been busy doing making the Young Pope on TV, which apparently the is what? Great. Oh, the Young Pope. The Young Pope apparently is great. Oh, you just Google it. I yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Avengers: Infinity War. It's got a trailer. Uh, uh-huh, yeah. Watch by which I haven't seen. Which I haven't seen. Watched by two hundred thirty million people, or at least watched two hundred thirty million times in one day, but and not by me. you. Nope. I was probably about five of those people. <laughs> <laughs> was it that good? Okay, you can tell me in non-spoilery terms. Okay, so right, that Thanos comes and kills absolutely everyone. Everyone dies. That's it. The okay. Entire film over. Gone. Done. Wasn't that just? <laughs> didn't that happen in one of the? The, the Avengers film series? Maybe. Anyway, no, I, I, I won't spoil anything for you. It, there's not a lot to spoil. There's a few things. But yes, you get to see all your favourite heroes bobbing along. Well, actually, not all of them. One or two of them mysteriously aren't in the trailer. Which, yeah. Is this a trailer or a teaser trailer? It's called a teaser. But I mean, it's, it's a good, what, two, two and a half minutes. So you get a reason not in it. But um, but I think, I, I think I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to watch any more after this one. Are you sure? I'm going to try not to. It's difficult to avoid when you're in the cinema. Yeah, what are you do in cinemas? That's the thing. Like, well, I'm 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 avoiding uh, Star Wars trailers. And the last time I, I think it was Justice League, maybe I actually walked out of the cinema for five minutes when the trailer started. Or just walked out of the screen, just uh, loitered around outside. So I might have to do that. But but you must have seen at least one Star Wars trailer, right? I saw the first again. I saw I watched the first one, maybe even the second one, but I haven't watched any for ages. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I don't want to know any more about. This. I mean, we already knew the story was going to be Thanos comes down with his Infinity Gauntlet and tries to destroy everything. That's pretty much it, right? I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a lot of um, what's the word for that? I, I've seen images of Thanos with only two gems in his Infinity yeah, Gauntlet, anyway. Yeah. And you got some of the. Uh, I mean, if you regard the fact that Captain America is going to have a beard as a spoiler, then <laughs> that's a spoiler, and that uh, Black Widow is going to have blonde hair. Ooh. Yeah. In fact, oh, I tell you what, Hawkeye's hair is crazy. What? 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 What, what happened got, to his it, hair? It's basically a mohawk. Mohawk eye is, is how it is. <laughs> now, in this country, we, we say mohawk and mohican fairly interchangeably to refer to the hair, but I'm told that Americans don't do that. So, whichever one of those they call the hair, probably mohawk. Most likely mohawk. Yeah. There you go. It's weird hairstyles. And uh, and Thanos, I'll do it. Good to know. It's coming out when? Uh, May well May the fourth, um, I think in America, but April the twenty seventh, if I remember rightly, uh, over here. Um, so Black- we Black- we get it a bit ahead of America. Black Panther is coming out before that, right? Yeah, Black Panther is February, I think. Awesome. So we'll, we'll learn a bit more there. Um, yeah, ju- ju- judging from the trailer uh, to Avengers, Black Panther does not die in the film Black Panther. Um, <laughs> As as much as you know, 
Yeah. Okay. Big surprise. Uh, what else you got? Uh, you like the theory of everything. Yes, yes I do. Uh, our fellow actors, Eddie Redman and Felicity Jones. Very good, yes. Uh, rejoining in the film again. They are in talks to play the leads in Amazon Studios' The Aeronauts. I saw this, yes. About the real-life story of two 19th-century hot-air balloonists. Okay. And their fight for survival. Oh, oh yeah, because they, they try and go higher than anyone's ever been and it yep. goes a bit ping tong And... And, surprisingly, oh, yes. ever since. Oh, wow. No one has been that high since that, that journey. Okay. Neil Armstrong yeah. might have a thing to say about that, but um, maybe... A... On a balloon. Right. Uh, cool. You yeah, know, I'm a big fan of Felicity Jones. Eddie Raymond's also great. Um, I think they work really well together in theory of everything. Yeah, they're good chemistry there. So... I also, I think I may have said this before, they have the same mouth. What? Just, just look at their mouth. It looks exactly the same. What? <laughs> just, just check out... Zijan and the listeners, I may sound like the, the I'm rambling as a as a maniac, but I this is what I noticed watching theory everything. They have the same mouth. Why would you notice these kind of things? I just I'm a very observant film watcher. Ah, uh, really? <laughs> Dedication for you. They're mouth oh. twins. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to get to this news item because I'm going to mess up the pronunciation. Um, but uh, Lu Yifei, maybe <laughs> Lu Yifei. That'll do. Um, is, uh, it's, on my, it's on my piece of news, yeah. Okay, it's cast as Mulan in the yes, film to, Mulan. To the rejoice of many. Yes, yeah, so it's not it's Which, not whitewashing. They've not got uh, Scarlett Johansson to play it. Or, or Matt Damon. Yes. Oh, Matt Damon would have been great as the leader of Mulan. <laughs> it may, yeah. may have actually got me to watch Mulan, which I'm definitely not going to do um, otherwise. Yeah, uh, uh, a girl cutting her hair to fight for her father's place. Yes, definitely what Matt Damon is going to be. I mean, I've, but not, I've, I don't, I've never seen Mulan. I know nothing about it. I don't know why I brought it up, really. Um, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, I wonder why, because I thought I was going to bring it up anyway. I well, I was, I, was wait, I was waiting for it's easier to say it. <laughs> I, I'm running out of news here. Um, oh, clearly, clearly, yeah. Tell me, tell me about Mulan. She, she's a popular Chinese folklore. Okay. Um, heroine. She uh, basically, um, her dad was enlisted into the army, but her dad was quite old, and obviously they only enlist men back in those days. Yes. So to take her father's place, she cut her hair short and joined the army and pretended to be a guy, pretended okay. to be his son, really. Okay. Yeah, and um, she's she's just folk folklore. She doesn't really who the, she didn't who, really exist. Or who who are the buddies in in Mulan? Ah. Uh, it's not us, is it? In the in the comic, in the cartoon, or in the the, the, the in what in all the stories? Oh, uh, both. So in the cartoon, they were fighting the Huns, okay, which I believe were the Mongolians who were trying to cross China, right? Okay, if I'm not mistaken, but um, I'm not sure about the traditional folklore about um, who her enemy was. It's nice to, to have a film about fighting invading armies that isn't about the British invading places. That's that's good. Uh, what, like a breath of fresh air? Yeah, it makes a change. Um, uh, but personally, I found it a bit sad that there was so much rejoice going on that an Asian woman, a Chinese girl, is playing a Chinese role. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, no, no one's cheering when Daniel Day-Lewis played Lincoln. Well, he's as a, an Irishman playing an American. That's a, a, outrageous. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, outrageous. Like, uh, there's still a lot more for the world to go get to before you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it should be standard. <laughs> Come on, what what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, there was no way they could have they could have done anything else really. Although I, I must I've never heard of her, but apparently she's huge in China. She is big, yeah. Oh well, there you go. She's like the Joan of Arc of China, really. She's the Joan. I mean, I was talking about uh, Liu. Oh, Liu Yifei. Liu Yifei. I don't think she's. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's the Joan of Arc of China. She probably isn't the Joan of Arc China, you know. But yeah, she starred in quite a few prominent Chinese films. This will be her first English-speaking role. Okay. But apparently, um, she's fluent in English anyway. So. Oh, well, that's that's fortunate. Yeah, good for her. Yes, you're fluent in English, Susan. Why why did you not get this role? Let's see. Colin, we're not going down this road. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> fine. Speaking of people who are fluent in English, Lizzie Kaplan um, is is going to be in Gambit, which apparently is still happening. Yeah, Channing Tatum's Gambit. Channing Tatum's Gambit. So, yeah. so Channing Tatum signed up to play Gambit in the X-Men universe years ago, and then it, nothing, it all went a bit dormant. I'm sure the director left at some point. Anyway, it's back on, if it was ever off. And Lizzie Kaplan, who I, I'm a fan of it. I, don't, I haven't seen much of her recently, but I, whenever I see her, I like it. I never, I never got around to seeing uh, Now You See Me 2, but... Um, 
But in general, she's a, she's a good, funny actress. So. Well, what what has she done before? Uh, I'm trying. I'm now I've said it. I'm trying to think what I've seen her. And she was in um uh Cloverfield, I think. Okay. Uh, See, I saw that piece of news, but then I didn't put it in because I had no idea who Lizzie Kaplan was. Yeah, I've I've seen her in um a few things. Again, I'm uh pulling up IMDb to see what I've seen her in. Wow. Oh, New Girl. She was in New Girl for a few episodes. That's probably where I know her best from. Uh, S? Uh, Julia. She was uh, Nick's girlfriend for a bit. Uh, she had a brief role in 127 Hours. Yeah, but 127 Hours, hours was all about James Franco. Anyway. Yeah. She was in Mean Girls, apparently. Huh. But she's done lots, lots of TV stuff. But uh, yeah, so I've not seen her much, but when I have seen her and stuff, I thought, yeah, she's good. Um, I'd say she she may even be good in I See Me Too. Who knows? That's enough, Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, you got any more news? No, not no big ones. The last one was a very small thing about there's a potential sequel for Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. No. Yeah. No, they can't be. Why not? It's been like 15 years. Yeah, Russell Crowe is still alive. No one wanted to see a sequel to that film. They even put, sure, They even put a colon in the film and a subtitle because they clearly wanted to make a sequel. And it, no. No. No, I'm going to say that's not happening. Have you seen the film? Yes. It is and boring. So? Clearly people do not think that. Who? Who are these people? I don't know. I've not seen the film myself. Well, there you go. It's just Russell Crowe, isn't it? He needs a new project. Since they cut him out of Justice League. Oh, no, and the Dark Universe. Yes. Oh, poor boy. And Robin Hood 2 isn't going to happen anytime soon. Nah. We move on to our famous segment, To See or Not To Z, where we talk about films we have seen recently and tell you, listener, whether you should see them or not Z them. Uh, Zijan, have you seen a film? I said, oh, the murder on Orange. <laughs> Great. Um, I have seen... Uh, Don't you want my opinion on the murder on Orient Express, Colin? Didn't you already give your opinion on it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah go on. <laughs> uh, I've seen a film on Netflix called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, um, which is a documentary about the making of Man in the Moon, starring Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman, um, which was ooh, 15 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that film? Nope. So Jim, Jim Carrey he plays real life comedian uh, Andy Kaufman, who was in Taxi, um, but it was also basically really crazy, unorthodox comedian. And to be honest, I, Jim Carrey I thought was very good in it, but it basically just made me think how annoying Andy Kaufman was because he go he do things like he go on chat shows and just completely mess around and like he just just start attacking the the host or he, he had this alter ego called Tony Clifton who would come onto the set and just make himself a nuisance and oh that sounds awful and I was saying think people it's kind of it's um very very non traditional comic behavior but just I think the kind of thing that yeah really frustrating for anyone who's involved with it anyway yeah, I can imagine turns out Jim Carrey basically did acted just like that in the making of this film so he he refused to be called anything other than Andy. Um, he kind of he pretended he was Andy Kaufman. He, he'd talk about Jim Carrey in the third person. Oh he, he'd God. refused to go on set because he was in character. He, he he had a scene with this wrestler because apparently Andy Kaufman fought a wrestler in in real, real life, and they of they course, brought back yeah. the same wrestler. And Jim Carrey was like, yeah, taunting him, he throwing stuff in his face. He pushed him out of the ring at one point. And apparently uh, Universal was very keen that they didn't release the footage at the time because they didn't want the world thinking Jim Carrey was a horrendous person. Mm. Um, basically, I think Jim Carrey's gone off the rails a bit, but uh, it seems that he went off the rails a long time ago. Uh, so there you go. It's, it's a fascinating film, but it, I previously thought Andy Kaufman was very annoying. I now think Jim Carrey's very annoying as well. That's, that was the, the outcome from that. Well, maybe someone's going to make a film of Jim Carrey yeah. doing Andy Kaufman. Well, yeah, I could see that. And this will go on forever. Forever. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I'd, I'd say check it out on Netflix, but um, but not if you want to still like Jim Carrey. <laughs> uh, we have an exciting new segment. Um, and by new, I mean it's a rehash of an idea that we did about a year ago. What, uh, what was this? What's this? This is the colours and film titles. You must be... Oh, no! <laughs> Are we doing this time around? What? Have you not? If you, have you have you not got that anymore? This is awkward. We, yeah, you didn't mention that you were going to do it this time, round. We said we agreed this last time. We were going to do it last time, and you said, "Can we do it next time instead?" And I said, "Yes." Do 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 do. I'm going to Google it now. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't do. I when I was doing it, I didn't see many f- films anyway. So you can do most of the talking. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear. Um, Yay. So this this won't take long. Um, what is the best film and the worst film, perhaps, with that has a colour in the title? It's the question that everyone's asking down the pub. I'm, are they really? Oh yes, they are. I've just been in Lepanto, so I'm saying oh yes, they are a lot. Um, uh... <laughs> so there are some pretty bad ones. Um, for example, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, got that, got that. Which is now only the second worst Fantastic Four film, um, I guess. Maybe third if you count that one that never got released. Um, what have I got there? Um, the Green Hornet was was okay. It wasn't bad. It was I, fun. I thought it was going to be worse. What is it? The James Bond franchise loves to put the word gold. So I've got Goldeneye, Goldfinger, and the man with the golden gun. They love gold, it seems. Well, that's how he wrote all his books, right? Well, just by just by looking at gold and thinking, what? Yeah, can, pretty much. What else can I do with this? <laughs> Green Lantern was pretty bad. Yeah, I've not seen that. Have you not still? I thought I told you to watch it. You did tell me to watch it, and, and I didn't. <sighs> What's the point of this podcast now? I don't know. We I... can't even convince each other to watch films, <laughs> Colin. How are we calling to convince anyone else to watch the films we like? That's very true. Um, is there a good superhero uh, film with a colour in the title? It would appear not. I mean, that's no, only three. Uh, but that's that's a hundred percent. Oh yeah, I have but a film that I want to talk about. Maybe Black Panther will break them all. Um, Hopefully. Tell me, talk to me about a film. Red Eye. Yes, I didn't know you'd seen that. I've seen it. Yeah, it stars Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams, and I figured you've seen it because Rachel McAdams is in it. You figure correctly. And that's the only reason and sole reason why you see it. Uh, I actually, I mean, that's maybe 80% of the reason, maybe 90 <laughs> But also, I remember seeing the trailer, and it was one of the best trailers I've seen, and the, the, the trailer made it look like a romantic comedy. Yes, that's, then, the, that's the best. Yeah. It's not. And then switched that's, it to, a, yeah, it's a, it's a guy who's basically keeping a hostage on this plane. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah, it started off like a rom-com, which... It was brilliant. Like, all the troops were there. Yeah. Like, yeah. guy meets girl and in the airport, bump into each other accidentally. Yeah. And then suddenly, they sat beside each other on the plane and you think, you know, this is going to be something romantic. But no. It's kind of film that I think it would be fantastic if you didn't know that going in. So apologies for ruining that for you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, um, I feel the same about Psycho and, and Taxi Driver. They, they both kind of start off playing a bit of romantic comedy, boy meets girl type thing, and then get very much not that. So yeah, I thought it was a good film. I, I did. I, I did enjoy it. Um, although Killer Murphy does look a bit creepy though. Yeah, I suppose. It, has he ever played a romantic lead? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Like, I mean, like, I mean, he's a good looking enough guy, but sure. he does have a creepy look to him. Yeah, I think he, it's one of those things you can probably guess from the casting. He's, he's not going to be the good guy. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the film a lot. It was good. Yes. I'm, I'm not generally a big fan of thriller type things, but but yeah, no, that, that, that worked very well. Um, hmm. We should do it by colour. Red. I've got a few red films here. Uh, yeah. So red, for example. Um, red Eye. Red Two. Um, yeah. And the Hunt for Red October, which is uh, the first of the Jack Ryan films. There's a Jack Ryan TV series coming soon, which uh, I think is on Amazon. Amazon, so I won't watch it. But uh, is this uh, John Krasinski playing Jack Ryan? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt's husband. Yes. Yeah, because the whole. Um, Jack Ryan, there's been five Jack Ryan films and none of them have been incredibly successful, um, I don't think. I mean, they did enough to get, I'm sure they all broke even, or, or more, but I think The Hunt for Red October, Alec Baldwin playing him against uh, Sean Connery doing a terrible Russian accent. Um, it's, it's for what it is, pretty decent. Uh, Men in Black, I'm sure we've talked about Men in Black. That's a Plenty of times we had a quiz on it as well. Classic. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, that's decent. Yeah, kind of, well... Jennifer Lawrence's uh, first Oscar-winning uh, performance. First Oscar. I think she's only had one, but uh, I'm sure she'll have more. Yeah, uh, at some point. Uh, yeah, it's kind of the, it, when everyone realised how good she was, and also Bradley Cooper. I think no one had really thought he was that great for a while before that. So. But he hasn't been doing anything since then, though. Bradley Cooper. Uh, Guardians he, of Galaxy, though. Oh right, yeah, that's true. Um, what did he do? He did um, American Hustle, which was all the same people, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, that's uh, a while back as well. And I think he was Oscar nominated for American Sniper. I could be wrong. Probably he's, he's is. That. Is that enough colour films? Have we, just, have we definitively decided on the best? Is it Red Eye? Is the best one Red Eye? I thought you just started saying, oh, let's do this by colours, and then say, oh, let's start with red, and then now we're stuck at red. <laughs> oh, that's true. What else we got? Uh, um, blue. I've got nothing for blue. <laughs> uh, green, we've already, covered, so well, we've already covered a green, but I haven't covered... Um, fried green Mile. Gr- green Mile, okay. Have you seen Green we Mile? I've not seen the Green Mile. I, I watched the first hour. Oh, and? And I, then he started... Breathing wasps or something. I don't know. Can't be doing this. Can't be doing this. Have you seen it? Nope. Uh, fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. I enjoyed. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those films, I think it's kind of told two narratives. So there's one with this woman visiting a old people's home or something, and then they kind of tell the story in flashback of uh, of her growing up in America. And uh, 
it, I think more successful than most in making two narratives work because they give quite a lot of time to both of them. Kathy Bates and the girl whose name I can't remember who was in the West Wing. Amy. Let's play the character called Amy. She was in Red as well. Who's okay. that? Who's that girl in Red? Uh, dear, I'm looking up a lot of stuff today. Go on. Someone uh, has to. Okay. Well, you talk about a color film whilst I'm looking at the word red. What? Uh, why do I have to talk about color film? We've been through this already. So I've seen uh, Men in Black. I've not seen the green one. Mary Louise Parker. Um, Wait, that was quick. That was, Thank God, Colin. You saved me from that, an audio. That, that, that was some good riffing on naming the two films you've already talked about. <laughs> no, let's, I tried. I tried. Let's let's dump out of this segment. It's um, it's gone. It's finished. White men can't we'll jump. Never do it again, okay. ever. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I think the listener enjoys sometimes when things go horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> do they? I don't know. Let's bring back the Tom Hanks game. Um, <laughs> speaking of horribly wrong, we move on to the robots segment. Um, so we're talking about films of robots. Ah. Um, we if I if I got my act together, I could have asked the listeners what their favourite films of robots are, but I didn't. So we'll, no. we'll never know. If you want to tell us now, go ahead. Um, at Cedar Zed of Movies on Twitter or Cedar Zed of Movies at gmail.com. Do you like robot based films in general? Uh, yeah, I don't mind them. I think most robot based films will be sci fi films anyway. I think all of them are sci fi. I think I you're right. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, so I like sci fi. Oh, sci-fis. actually, no, I wouldn't agree with that, but I'll come back really? to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like sci-fi, so I do like robot-based films. Okay. But I just realized that going through the list, because I was Googling, oh, robots in films. There are so many films that robots were in, but there were minor parts in it. Okay. So, I took care not to mention them, unless you are mentioning them as well. <laughs> then I've, I've, I'll bring I've, them I've got a few, but uh, yeah, not too many. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you have your, like, robots, robots, like, in Star Wars, you have R2-D2 and C-3PO, and then you have, you know, androids. Mm. Well, they or yeah. robots that behave like humans and look like humans, like the Terminator series. Um, yeah. Yes, because when I think robot, I tend to think kind of a metal humanoid type thing. But you're right; robots aren't necessarily human-like, are they? So R two D two. See, obviously C three PO is much more human-like. R two D two is. And then sometimes you just get kind of huge armies of robots fighting people. Yes. Yes. Uh, so things like Avengers: Age of Ultron. Had lots lots of, and lots of ro- Ultrons. Lots of yes. Um, I, I think that's a fun film. I, I like it, but but the robots are not the reason why I like <laughs> that film. Yeah. So so you must have you. I know we're going to talk more about Star Wars. Well, at least I'm going to talk more about Star Wars next time. But you, you must yes. have seen Star Wars, right? I have seen Star Wars. Yes. Do you like the robots? Uh I like R two D two. Yes. He's um, very sweet. He is very sweet. I like BB eight. Yes, also very sweet. That's yeah. very sweet. Um, C-3PO, eh. It's weird, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, I think most people would probably say they prefer R2-D2. And he's, um, well, apparently he was designed to talk the way that a child talks. What, C-3PO? Uh, no, R2-D2. So all the kind of beeps oh, okay. and things are kind of sound a bit like, ch- like a child laughing or or cr- like screaming or whatever else. Um, so that kind of in the background. It's, it's kind of aimed, it's designed as a as childish companion as opposed to uh, a humanoid or, or just a... Because he's, he's, despite looking nothing like a real creature, still very mm. clear personality for R2-D2. He does, he does, which, which is good. It's the same with BB-8 as well. Mm, yeah, well, that's just a ball, isn't it? But and so I thought they over-anthropomized. When he started, when he did his thumbs up, I didn't like that, to be honest. Who, R2? Uh, BB-8, BB-8, when he did his like, oh, thumbs up. Uh, John Boyega, Finn, gives him the kind of thumbs up, and he gives a kind oh, of Oh, re- yes, return. yes, yes, yes. And I, I didn't like that much, I'll be honest. But, but he's a great character. Whereas yeah, C-3PO, I think he's funny, but I guess you don't really warm to him. It takes some time to warm to him. I mean, especially if you have R2-D2 beside him as well. Yes. You know, that's the issue. I think when both of them are with each other, you have someone who is... R2-D2 is charming, and yes. then you have C-3PO beside him. He's fussy. People enjoy a quick comparison, and it's not a good one. And apparently they hated each other, the two actors. Do they? The two really? actors. Um, They're just... Oh, the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it shows remarkable faith in those robots in the, in the opening of Star Wars because the first 20 minutes or so I've actually got a bit of shooting in Darth Vader but then you follow the droids and you see them walking off together and um, to spend that much of time before you actually bring in a human character is quite amazing speaking of, of non-humanoid robots I'm going to jump to to one I'm sure that's dear to your heart um, which is Wally. yep and in that one you have 30 minutes of non-human 
Or no, no collection. Yeah, or, no, or any no noise speech. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. No speech whatsoever. Yeah. And again, that's you've got to have a lot of confidence, but it, it pays off. I think that the first, like, it's one of my favorite Pixar films, um, and the first half is much better than the second half. Um, when you start introducing humans, I think it goes downhill to be honest. But. It's not one of my favorite Pixar films. Okay. Yeah, Wally. It's. I mean, I've liked The Incredibles. I liked Fighting Nemo a lot more than. Really, Wally. I think. Yeah, I found. I thought they, the they, 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 well, I thought the emotions that they brought out of, of with very little, and um, I really appreciate that. And him, him and Eve, Eve, yeah. But yeah, when they brought the humans in, I thought well, this doesn't. Yeah, they, they, there was nothing to warm to. Well, they have to give a warning, right? This is what happens when you know we get fat. That's is that the, the message of that film? Don't get fat <laughs> and overpopulate, uh, overpollute the the don't yeah the world. don't don't pollute guys. It's a C to Z uh, moral. Yeah, but they, they did give good expressions to Wally. Um, Wally was great. I mean, the character itself was, hmm. uh, yeah, so, perfect. So I was hoping that in the course of this this uh, unstructured discussion, we would come up with some definitive rules of robotics. Not not in the, okay, not just in, like Isaac. I, mean, I was going to say not necessarily in the Isaac Asimov vein, but um, so I think we're saying that uh, if you want your robot to be uh, appealing uh, and and emotionally uh, satisfying, don't make them humanoid. They need to have big eyes. In big eyes, yes, very helpful. Yeah, um, very big eyes. But um, then they need to be have a quirky character. They need to be charming. But I'm going to test this theory already. Yep. By bringing up the Iron Giant. Oh, I love the Iron Giant. Which I saw with you on your birthday some years ago. I think it was the first. Yes, time. in a cinema I booked. Yes, we booked a booked a whole cinema just for us. Yes, just for us. I mean, in fairness, it's only got six seats or something, but still. Well, was that the first time you've seen the Iron Giant? It was. Based on uh, the Iron Man by Ted Hughes, which I had yes. heard before, but very loosely based on it. It's directed by Brad Bird, who is doing the Incredibles films. Yeah. So there you go. So that's the one where again, that's very emotional. And but he, but then he does look fairly humanoid. So uh, he does. Oh well, it was a good three was it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but he behaves like a human, though. That's the thing. Yeah. He doesn't have to look humanoid, but they he behaves like a human, just like. Wally behaves like a human, just like R two D two and C three PO has human behaviors to them. So you think it's you know, the ones that? Uh, uh, so um, we spoke, we talk about Isaac Asimov. How about iRobot? Have you seen that one? The one with Will Smith in it. The one with Will Smith. No. Okay. So um, so that's directly taken from Isaac Asimov, uh, Isaac Asimov uh, book, but it's um, basically this this guy gets killed and and Will Smith, this cop, is convinced that the robot did it, and the the robot basically thinks he's well, he knows he's a robot, but he thinks he's uh, equivalent to a human, effectively. So he's, he talks about his creator as being his father and talks about the bond they had. But that, that's definitely designed to be thoughtful and about kind of about what it means. The dangers of... Well, it's probably the dangers, but also kind of what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have emotions? That's like um, Dune. Is it? Oh, it's like Dune. It's like uh, Blade Runner. Hmm, yes. It's exactly like what Blade Runner is trying to accomplish as well. Yeah, there's a lot of the same thoughts, and obviously Blade Runner has to is uh, is Richard Deckard, Harrison Ford. Is he uh, a robot? Yeah, well, rep- they call them replicants, but basically robots. Uh, exactly. Uh, which and, and then you have yes, it's the whole vein of robots that look exactly like humans. Which I must say must must save you some budgetary costs if you were. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be easier, right? Rather than you know having CGI or yes. an actual robot, you get. A person yes, playing a robot. Yes, robots look just like real humans. Uh, exactly. How convenient. I remember hearing a bit of an interview with Doctor Who, I think it was Stephen Moffat at the time, and he's saying, every every week my producers are saying, wouldn't it be great if this monster was invisible or looked like a chair? <laughs> so uh, I guess that's that theory. So you've got your, uh, you, you've mentioned the Terminator, I think. Yes. Um, so that's classic robot looks like human. Albeit they... Apart uh, from Skynet, no, Skynet is the major robot, isn't it? Well, this is where we uh, get into the uh, breakdown of is it what's them seeing a is robot? It, or is it a robot? Yeah. What's a robot? What's an artificial intelligence? What's a? But yes, let's say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, that, that ruins your low budget thing because Terminator Two in particular was huge budget, I think, and uh, um, some incredible effects in Terminator Two that haven't really been bettered. I think so. The um, like, I'm not good with the names of the different things, but the, the the bad Terminator from the second one, the way he kind of his liquid form. Apparently, yes. apparently they painted it frame by frame, which is why it's not been improved since, because the amount of effort that went into it, you just don't... Really? Wow. Um, that was like 20 years ago as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, more than that. Um, yeah, about 25, wow. probably. But uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful rendering. 
And yeah, it's not, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good man to get to play a robot. Um, because he acts like one? Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can get away with saying, you know, the reason that he didn't put any any emotion whatsoever into that performance is because he's a robot. because he's a robot. Yeah. You can't get away with that in Twins, but... Um, <laughs> Probably not now. But yes, yeah, so they, they had the robots as baddies. Um, oh. which, so, which is quite common as well. Yes. Yeah. I, and I wonder if we're going deep into the... Uh, well fairly shallow into the psychology of films this kind of the idea of machines taking over i'm sure it's got a lot to do with kind of fears of technology and uh, everyone's jobs being taken by robots maybe it's probably yeah. underlying technophobia the film metropolis in 1927 i haven't seen it but uh, it was one of the earlier robot films and apparently a classic although i imagine it's probably one of those classics that's incredibly boring if you watch it now you, you may have seen a picture okay there's basically a robot with um, a few circles whirling around it there's a very famous. No, uh, I don't recall it. No, fair enough. Do you know what it's about? Uh, it's about robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, Colin. Yeah, and, I was wondering uh, what we were talking about for the past ten minutes. Yeah, and uh, Metropolis. So I guess it must be. Uh, it must be set in Superman's home city. Um, uh, yeah, because Metropolis doesn't mean anything else but that. Exactly right. Um, it means Mother City. Apparently, I'm googling everything. Oh, Metropolis is a silent film. Apparently. <laughs> uh, it's a German expressionist epic sci-fi drama film, says Wikipedia. And, okay. and who am I to disagree with Wikipedia? Uh, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, the best source of, of information. Apparently, it was uh, one of the first feature-length sci-fi movies. But there you go, set in the futuristic year of 2026. Yeah, robot, wow. robots and stuff. Uh, I won't talk anymore about a film that neither has seen. But uh, exactly, if you've seen Metropolis, let us know. At that's C2Z of Movies on Twitter or C2Z of Movies at gmail.com. Or, Good plug. Yes. <laughs> uh, we can devote an entire episode to Metropolis. <laughs> did you ever see. No, we don't. Did you ever see Ex Machina? Uh, no. I wanted to watch it, but then you refused to watch it with me, Colin. We've been. Tr- it's. You, you did want to watch it with me, and then I was saying, oh, it's going to be a good film. I said, no, I don't want to watch it. And then you watch it in the end, it's like, no, oh, it's not too bad. So it's all your fault, Colin. I've not seen it. Uh, I can't disagree with any of that. That is all very accurate uh, retelling. Uh, it's very good. I recommend it, CJ. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, that's a, a superb uh, robot performance. I'd say, having not thought about it for very long, my favorite uh, robot performance. Um, in recent years? In recent pos- Possibly ever. Let's say possibly ever. Just really? The, wow. The complexity that she brought to it. I, I'm struggling. Oh, really bad with names these days. I'm getting so old, CJ. Um What's her name? The one who's playing Lara Croft, Alicia Vikander. Um, <laughs> she does a does a great work playing the robot in this because she kind of definitely uh, accentuates the uh, the human aspects, but still you can very clearly robotic. It's like a robot who's trying to learn how to be human, and that comes across very well, very subtly. Oh. So check it out, Zijan. I have. Oh it, yeah, thanks. I have it on DVD if our paths uh, ever cross again. Uh-huh, yeah. I think you've got a few of my DVDs. We should talk about. I that. do. Uh, we can talk about it offline. Yes. You got any more robot films? Uh, well, I had a lot of animated films, as I said. Oh, yeah. Uh, as Wally, I had watched Dying Giant. There's Big Hero 6. Oh, yes. There's a giant robot in that. So, this, so I've not seen Big Hero 6, but um, this this is another non human looking robot that we all love. Is that right? Yeah, well, he, he has humanoid features. I mean, he has two arms and two legs. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's made of marshmallow. He's made of marshmallow. <laughs> Or something like that. It's very bouncy. Like, you know, the, the kind of squeegee things. That okay. Squeeze but, he, but, yeah. but he wears armor sometimes, right? Yeah, when he's fighting crime. Okay. Why not? Eh? Just like Robocop. Yes, a film I have not seen. Um, robots have are, you not? Robots they are played big. it a lot back in Malaysia. <laughs> Robocop. Robots were big in the 80s, weren't they? Um, they so, were. so you're, you're a fan of Robocop? Uh, you know the story, man, a police officer who got this severely disfigured. Yes. Or, and then they put him inside in a, into a robot suit. A bit like, uh, is it the Six Million Dollar Man? That was his... Yeah, something similar to that, yeah. You know, you, or Cyborg. You know, uh, yes. Uh, in, in the Justice League. Um, okay, and then uh, he, he, he fights crime, I guess. He fights crime, and then there's a love interest-ish. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember though, because it's been a while. I watched it when I was young, when back in Malaysia, but... There was a, a remake a few years ago. Uh, it didn't go down well, did it? Not really. I think Gary Oldman was in it. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they paid him a lot of money. Uh, he's going to be in a film about Winston Churchill soon. 
Really I heard good things about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oscar buzz. The Darkest Hour? That's the one. Which weirdly got reviewed in the Times this week, despite the fact it's not out until January. I can't quite understand that. Uh, but there you go. We could, we'll save it for our Winston Churchill podcast. Yes. It's going to be excellent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so we talked about Age of Ultron. I think that the robots aren't really a big deal. I guess um, Ultron is a robot as well and that. So uh, I thought that was... I was good. A lot of that is down to the power of the actor. I thought he was very good acting. A very good voice provided, James Spader. I don't think his character is very well developed, though. I, get, I, I know Age of Ultron gets a, gets a bad rap. I think you like it because you like Hulk and Scarlet uh, and Black Widow. Johansson and Black Widow. That, that is, together. that is. I, th- I think that is great, isn't it? But I also there's a lot of kind of good character work. The, the plot is very bumpy um, and a little bit samey compared to Avengers. But I think you get to see a lot more character development, not just from Hulk and Black Widow, although that is my favourite bit. But you get to everyone see knows Colin. Yes, well, I got to remind people. <laughs> um, but I thought James Spader was very good in that role, of kind of very Joss Whedon-y. Brought the, uh, Brought uh, some good character. I mean, his plan was ridiculous. Just like let's just kill everything, but still. Yeah, just because. Why not? Eh? Why not? Uh, X Men: Days of Future Past has got those Sentinels, which apparently uh, people love in the comics. Yeah, they hunt down mutants. And I guess, I guess that plays into the uh, the other robots trope of there's a kind of a a human mastermind behind lots of robots, which makes means the robots are kind of the, the not very interesting part of it. It's the human mastermind who's the more interesting part. Mm. Yeah. Well. Um, one more on my list is Real Steel. Oh, yes. Which but, is about Hugh Jackman controlling a robot. Does he control? Oh, okay. And then... In, oh, he and, remote controls a robot. And, then, and they, they box or something, do they? They box, yeah. Brilliant. We've talked before, yeah, we, about um, How I Met Your Mother, where they had robots versus wrestlers as a, par- <laughs> a parody thing, and then Real Steel came out. Um, well, Robot Wars is a big thing on TV now. I used to love Robot Wars. Yeah, it's still on on BBC, so... They brought it back, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Robot Walls and Although that, Real Steel. At least that is robots fighting other robots. Yeah, remote control. Yeah, Craig Charles used to present that, didn't he? That was a, um, what have I forgot? Uh, so I, I, the reason I said that is I don't think it's always sci-fi. Um, is my, yes. one of my least favorite robot appearances in Rocky Four, which I've not seen. So Rocky, as you all know, is a is a boxer, and Rocky is a fantastic film about kind of the underdog spirit and all this. By the time we got to Rocky Four. He bought his friend Paulie a robot servant. Um, who, who Which was, year was this set in? Uh, I would be. It would be probably late eighties. I thought. Oh, they're clearly living the life. I don't have a robot servant with right now. Yeah, I wish I, I did. I guess it's one of those things that you think that they clearly didn't understand anything about how this might work. So this not only did he like he provided drinks and stuff, but he also kind of made sarcastic comments and all this. Oh, I wonder, Robert Sullivan. Uh, uh, so that that is my reason why Rocky Four is terrible. <laughs> A lot of people love Rocky Four because um, it's got uh, Ivan Drago, but that robot really ruins things for me. <laughs> dear. Yeah, I don't, Moon. People love Moon. I don't really love Moon, but that's got um, Kevin Spacey voicing a robot in it. Uh, okay. Are we still allowed to talk about Kevin Spacey? Yeah, yeah. I just watched Baby Driver again today. He's really, well, see, he's really good in that. Um, okay. Such a shame. We can still talk about him as a good actor. As an actor, yeah. As an actor, he yeah. Was, yeah. I think he's really good, but I didn't like him in Moon. I think, again, it's because it was... When a robot can just... If it's supposed to be kind of grounded sci-fi and then a robot can do any old thing... That's what annoys me, I guess. I think if if you're going to pretend it's realistic, just like magic, right? Yeah. You don't like where magic they can do everything. There's no limits to what they can do. Yeah. Now, as I was going through my list of robots in films, on, oh. I'm not my list, Wikipedia's list. They claim the Wizard of Oz. They claim the Tin Man is a robot. Yeah, I saw that as well. Is the Tin Man What's... a robot? <laughs> well, he doesn't have a heart, and he's still moving. Is that is that the new definition of robot? <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of. How, how is he moving, Colin? What is he then? <laughs> what is he if he's not a robot? I, I, he's a tin man. What's a tin man? It's just a man made of tin. Uh-huh. What's the definition of a robot then? Um, well, it comes from the Czech word meaning uh, slave, I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was hoping that... Is he one then? I'm going to say definitively no. Uh, okay. Do you, want to, do you want to take the other side of this argument or do you want to... Uh... uh... Well, I mean, you can put a lot of things as robots. I was going through a list. There are like people are putting things like Transformers in, which okay, I guess are robots and Pacific Rim, which is yeah. are they robots? They're, they're all human controlled, aren't they? You can't be human. Yeah. You can't be a robot if it's human controlled, surely. Really? Can 
That's just a that's just a big suit. It's a big machine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say no. I'm going to going to come down hard on that one. Ah, uh, well. Get it out of here. Well, that, that, that saves me all the time for talking about those films, which I don't want to talk about anyway. So, uh, um, so I think if I'm going to go for the worst one, though, it's probably even worse than Rocky IV. Uh, is the film Weird Science? Uh, it's a John Hughes film where these two teenagers create a robot who is I can't remember the name of the actress, but basically it's just this really good-looking woman. It's an absolutely terrible film. Um, John Hughes is, is beloved by many. He did uh, Breakfast Club, which I think is great, and Home Alone. But um, Weird Science, really poor. I think of a young Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Uh, well, I've not seen that. Uh, but again, that's the, the the robot they make is is just a, a woman. There's no real robotic element um, to it. <laughs> there you go. So I'm, I'm sure they saved themselves some money. Um, so overall, robots in film. I don't. I'll be honest. I wouldn't rush out to see a ro- a robot film. Um, because you don't think they can do anything different with them? Well, just because I think because I'm not really into the whole 80s sci-fi thing. So things, yeah, I've never seen Robocop, Alien, I didn't particularly enjoy, and there's some robots in that, or drawings. You did like artificial intelligence as well, didn't you? AI, no, I hated that film. Yeah. Um, things like, yeah, when it's in Star Wars, I thought that was great, but that's not really the reason I like it. So, <laughs> you watch it just for the robots. Yeah, coming. a Pacific Rim, although I've definitely said they're not robots, I still, that really put me off seeing big... And Transformers is terrible, so um, I think I like the ones maybe where it's a bit more. Uh, I either played played up for kind of cuteness, you know, your Wallies or your RTD dudes, or it's a kind of the philosophical uh, ex machina Blade Runner type things. So if it's just robots yeah. using their human? powers to find robots, yeah. So I think if you're looking at what what makes someone human, what makes someone alive, that that's interesting. If it's kind of look what they can do with this by punching other robots, <laughs> nah, I get that on a miss. How do you feel if, if in general? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I, as I said, like, most most of the robot tropes, tropes, yeah, I've uh, already been done. Like, I, I don't see anything new. Like, mm. I, I enjoyed Blade Runner twenty forty seven because twenty forty nine. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, to me, that's that's as far as you can get with discussing, you know, whether mm. a robot is human or not. I mean, I don't know how much more you can. You, th- you think that? Yeah, that. I suppose that one's been done. Yeah. That's the thing. So. Unless, unless it's something very revelationary, I'm happy for robots to just be a side thing in a science fiction film. Fair enough. Like I say, I, I robot again, which we've talked about those kind of things. It did, and this is straight out of Asimov. Had the whole thing about the the three directives, which um, I'm going to get them wrong now, but basically, it's uh, robots cannot harm another human uh, is one of them. Uh, like, That's the first one, isn't like, it? Can't harm humans. Um, yeah, I must must obey humans unless it. Um, unless it contradicts, contradicts first the first one law and can't put themselves in harm is it yep unless it contradicts yeah. the first two and, uh, and that was kind of fascinating because they had this whole idea of robots were taking over in order to prevent humanity from harming itself so they're kind yep. of basically saying this is the way that we're fulfilling those laws so I think that's been done in fact that was the whole basis of Age of Ultron to a certain extent he saw all this war and stuff and said humans can't be trusted with this earth yeah, I kind of agree. I'm not sure what, what else there is to explore in that. Uh, exactly. Although, so. check out Ex Machina and maybe you'll think there's more. Yeah, yeah, the one I told you to watch. The one you told me to watch. And I, thank you very much, Susan. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, let me return the favour. Uh, we move on to uh, Actor Factor, uh, where we talk about the films of a particular actor. And uh, this time around, it's Dustin Hoffman, who, uh, as far as I'm aware, has not been, uh, has not been locked up or had some but, sort of Twitter yep. storm. So brilliant he's still in i have seen 15 dustin hoffman films although he's not credited in two of them i think you can do more speaking of this okay because i have not seen many of his films um so the first one i've seen is the graduate which i think i've talked about before but that, that was kind of his big calling card i think i don't think it was that well known before that was, was it i'm trying to think when when uh, uh, i remember the end scene well. was. yes all right i remember the end scene very well about him and uh he got married, right? And then the car scene pulling away. Mm. And they thought they they got away with something and then they realised that there's a look of despair. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's a fascinating final scene, yeah. So, in fact, he, he didn't get married, but he, he ran off with the, the bride who... Um, yes. Yeah. And then you kind of see them looking happy and then a long shot and they... I'm not sure... Yeah, it's interesting. Is it despair? Is it kind of confusion or reluctance? Or something kind of think, what, what, what do we do now? Um, and that, that's such a brave way to end a film, I thought. But not just a kind of classic happy ending. It's it's a weird film in general because he plays a really unpleasant character, and I think 
I was trying to work out whether we're supposed to root for him or not. Because um, he tries to have a... Well, he, on the first date with this girl, he takes her to a pornographic cinema. Um, As you do. Sure. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, there's some good stuff in there. There's some great, great lines. Um, but, and, and he's great in it, but um, weird, weird film. Uh, have you seen Rain Man? I've not seen Rain Man. Oh, no. you That's see- the one with Tom Cruise. That's it. You should check that one out. Um, he got an Oscar for this, right? He did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's playing... Um, I can't remember the name of the character. Uh, I'm not sure what, what, what the correct terminology is. Uh, I'm sure that they call him things which aren't the correct terminology in the film. I- idiot savant, I think, is the phrase they use, which is probably not is probably not the correct phrase these days. But anyway, um, yeah, remarkable performance. Really, really strong. And it's, it's back in the days when Tom Cruise used to do films like that. Like, and not just action. Yeah, and also where he wasn't the lead. I, I wish he... I mean, he's never going to do a film he's not a lead, but I wish he'd, he'd get those dramatic chops out again. Um so yeah, that's, that's, that's very, very good. And Dustin Hoffman makes that. But he's doing things like they're going down to Vegas and counting cards because he can do that. And yeah, they're not not entirely believable as brothers. But uh, you can't let that one pass. Uh, Kramer versus Kramer might be my favourite, actually, on this list. Um, so it's uh, him and Meryl Streep. Quite quite a young Meryl Streep. And it's it's definitely his film. I think before I saw it, I thought it might be kind of a 50-50. But it's, it's definitely his film. But yeah, they're, they're divorcing. And it's kind of him learning to be a good father, but also fighting with her and... Yeah, definitely recommend. You you seen that one? No, no. no I, I recommend that one. That's um. Okay, so of all the films I should watch, yep, I I should watch all three of them, right? Uh, I think they're all classics in their own way. Yeah, I I, I personally I wouldn't recommend The Graduate, uh, but I know others would. But definitely Rayman and Kramer vs Kramer. I'd say. The Graduate, I, I only remember because they brought it up in Five Hundred Days of Summer as well. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Fair and there's also All the President's Men, which is, um, you know, I like journalism films. Um, that's so the true story of the Watergate scandal oh. um, and how uh, Woodward and Bernstein were played by uh, him and Rob Redford, uh, although, albeit the other way around, uh, brought down Nixon, effectively. Um, oh, wow. And that's got, got an interesting backstory. Cause the guy who is based on a book, but, but Rob Redford had already bought the rights. I think I was bought it. But, um, or suddenly was already arranging to make that film whilst the book was being written. So it was a... a very collaborative process but yeah that's kind of the, the, the classic of journalism films yeah, okay so many watch yeah no, so he's, done, he's, he's done some great stuff uh, what have you seen of his uh, as I said I think most of the things that we've mentioned before so yeah. uh, things like Hook oh, yeah. uh, Mr. McGorion's Wonder Emporium which I'm pretty sure is your one of your most hated films uh, that's, that's probably going to be my least favourite on this list yep. yeah yep. least favourite yep. Kung Fu Panda Yes. Uh, was he in that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. Uh, Stranger in a Fiction. Yes. I, I was trying to remember he he was in that. I was, uh, yeah, I don't. I only remember Phil Ferris character very well. Yeah. I don't remember where, where he was. Was. He, the, was he the therapist? There was a therapist at one point. Uh, I can't remember now. Fair enough. I did enjoy the film though. Yeah. It's quite meta. It's a good idea. But I, I thought it was done better. I thought it was done better in Ruby Sparks actually, which is on my list of films with colours in the title. Um, but similar concept in Ruby Sparks that someone's written this character. And they come to life. Uh, what else? The other two I have left is Lemony Snickers, a series of unfortunate events, which we've discussed before, yep. and Chef, which we've discussed before, and nothing happens in Chef. Nothing, yeah. Nothing <laughs> happens in Chef. Really, nothing happens in Chef. I'm going to say, it's, I think we have talked about it, but it's, it's yeah. I've, nev- I've never seen a film that set up so many possible dramatic moments and then did nothing with them. <laughs> it's... Things like, oh, this is going to be the moment where they all fall out, or this is going to be the moment where he gets it all goes horribly wrong and he loses money. But no, he just goes on to another town and sells some more food. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, just like following someone's. It's like a documentary. Yeah, someone's life. Yeah, and basically, John Favreau managed to get Scarlett Johansson and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. in it just because he's he's mates with them. Yes, fair play. What's we got? So, um, Finding Neverland again. I I don't actually remember him being in this film, but apparently he was. Uh, that's right. That's. Superb performance from Johnny Depp playing um, J. M. Barry. Uh, so I definitely reckon that one. Uh, I've also got Sleepers here, which is a fairly unpleasant film. Um, <laughs> okay. It's one of these um, hard-hitting... It's basically it's about a bunch of boys who get raped uh, and then take their revenge oh, years s- later. So pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, not a nice film at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Last Chance Harvey, I'll finish on that one, um, which is a... Fairly uh, forgettable romantic comedy with him and Emma Thompson. But uh, they're both very good actors, so they kind of make it work, but there's not a lot there. Uh, so I'm going to say my favourite uh, is Kramer vs. Kramer. I'm, yep. And. Uh, the least favourite is Mr. McGoran's Wonder Emporium. That's all right. 
Uh, who? So I know you're not on the podcast next time. Yes, but, exactly. But uh, so does that mean that you haven't thought of a uh, of an actor for the time afterwards? Yes, that too. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, we'll find out later then. Um, who are we doing next week anyway? Your next? Are you doing actor factor? Uh, well, if James ever answered my text, I'd know. Um, so last time we did the Star Wars podcast, we did actor factor for Harrison Ford, but we kind of ran out of time, so I just asked him to name his favorite Harrison Ford film, and that was it. So maybe I'll go back to Harrison Ford again and do it properly. <laughs> uh, so we have one more segment. It's the big one. It's the one we've all been waiting for. So it's either you win or I draw level. That's right. Um, we have the quiz on Shrek, which is your choice, Susan. So go first. Question one. Shrek is loosely based on which author's 1993 fairy tale picture book of the same name? Uh, that was uh, Michael Steig. That's got to be Steig. It's William Steak. William, no. You went with the last name alone, Colin. I will give it to you, oh. but you went with both first and last name. Rookie mistake in quizzes, Colin. You I know lo- that. I, I looked that up. I thought, he's definitely going to ask me that question. I need to remember that. Oh, this is... So, uh, and you could have just given the last name and that would work. Like, all quizzes. So painful. <laughs> oh, it's going to haunt me. I might have to edit that one. Sorry. Edit it back in. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no. Uh, question one for you. Who was originally cast as Shrek but died before completing the film? Oh, I've seen this. Oh, I, I know when Mike Myers took over, he wanted him, the whole script to be rewritten. Yeah. yeah. To allow for this. Oh, I can't remember her name. No, who is it? Uh, Chris Farley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who stars alongside Matthew Perry in the film Almost Heroes. Oh. His last film role, I believe. You go, Lord. Question Two. Yes. What creature did Princess Fiona's father turn into at the end of Shrek 2? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, Princess have you not seen any of the films? Uh, I have seen I've seen the first two. I think the fourth one as well, actually, but it's a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to say he turns into... He's the one who plays by John Cleese. What would John Cleese turn into? Yeah, what would John Cleese turn um, into? He would probably turn into a pig. No. No. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> he turned into a frog. He's a frog prince. That makes the, more sense. That yes. story. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Um, question two for you. Which song written by Neil Diamond is used as the ending for the first Shrek film? Uh, I'm a believer. That's correct. Have a point. Question three. Which singer actor voiced the character of Arthur Pendragon in Shrek the Third? Oh, I definitely know this. Oh, I definitely know this. Yes. Uh, uh, God, you can just give me the win come on not is, the win the tie this is so painful oh singer actor there can't be many singer actors I know oh, he was in oh this is so annoying you should give me the tie really Colin for spending so much time on this question but I've read this oh, I read this so much um, I've read a lot of things as well in my time <laughs> Uh, what's the point of doing all this revision if I forget it all? Um, no, no. I uh, I don't know. Elton John. Justin Timberlake. Fine. <laughs> uh, question three. In addition to the narrator, which character is voiced by Rupert Everett? Uh, Prince Charming. Prince Charming is correct. 2-0. Uh, question four. Which fairy tale creature serves as the main antagonist in Shrek Forever After? Uh, that's Rumpelstiltskin. That's correct. Okay, two one. If you get this one right, you have won the quiz and drawn level of the film. Oh, come on! In Shrek the th- of the year for the Shrek the Third, Artie attends a school named after which English county? What? Oh my goodness! What are the English- so many English counties out there? There's a lot of English counties. Ah, uh, is it Essex? It's Worcestershire, my the, the county I grew up in. Ah, uh, you you could say that, and we still wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. The last question for you. Shrek yep. 2 was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song. Okay. What's the name of that song? I think it was Accidentally in Love. Yep. <sighs> okay. I need to get this right for a tie. Wow, what, what a big finish. I know. Big finish. You're going to love this question. Yeah. In what year uh, <laughs> was Puss in Boots released? Oh my goodness. What? Is this, Colin? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> We've already discussed that I don't like year questions as well. That is true. 2014. 2011. <sighs> Which means it's two all for the day. 
It's nine eight, I believe, for the year. Rubbish. And I win twenty seventeen, and I could not be happier. I should make my questions harder. <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't have a, t- a quiz topic for next time either, so we'll. Um, <laughs> so it'll be a surprise for me as well. Yep. And everyone. Uh, so next time, assuming that he starts answering my text, we'll have James Lee here to talk about uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi with me. I'm very excited by that film. Uh, the time after that, we will be doing our look back on 2017 and our, our look forward to 2018, maybe with a repeat of our exciting uh, C to Z movie awards, which you may or may not do some preparation for this year. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, and we will see slash not see you, the listener, then. Farewell. Bye. <laughs>